Episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Massively Mike Droppy Jivanisi, and joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast with me, Andrew Fiebert. Hey man, how's business? What's up? Um, <laughs> far less stressful. Why? Because uh you're you're forcing me to be less stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't like it until the- <laughs> you're like, I want to be stressed, damn it. I fought against you. What is the, what, time. what do you think the the main cause of the less stress is? Already just doing everything um in one place and uh, just, oh, so Asana. So Asana, and I'm really okay. not using it to its like I'm personally not really in it. Uh-huh. Um and I I feel like there's more that has to go in there, but like kind of getting rid of Trello, email, mm-hmm. I've been just killing my personal email unsubscribe to everything any conversation in there needs to go into asana Mm. already um it's just making it so much easier that's good i have one inbox my asana inbox dude i'm telling you man putting everything in one place which is why like people give asana a lot of shit because it's like it's it's so it can do a lot it's very flexible it has a lot of limitations, and it certainly isn't too. the be-all, end-all. But no, it isn't. I don't think it replaces communication the way Slack would, like the way Slack operates. Um, it obviously, like it can hold a lot of data, but I think you still need some other things. But for the most part, like yeah, if you want to, if you're running an online business with multiple people who are not in the same room as you. Man, I just don't, I don't, it's just my, I'm, I'm obviously like I'm a fanboy of it. Enabling other people to kind of communicate and making yourself there so that you're in the loop, but letting yeah. them kind of work together uh, is, is huge. Like, yeah. for example, Stephanie created some stuff in Asana and Laura looked at it and yeah. I was not involved in like, hey, Laura, could you take a look? Mm-hmm. Um you know, but I was able to know that Stephanie did these things. And so it just, I don't have to yeah. do stuff. It, make, it makes things a lot more transparent. You let you know, you know, when things are getting done, it's, it's, it's definitely good for teams as an individual. It's good if you just want it as a, like a to-do list, but it is really the power is in the team, hmm. team things. I mean, uh, to be true I mean, or whatever, I've been like kind of forcing you to teach me and like make me, you know better nothing would pleasure me more <laughs> oh that's gross that's actually gross. there are two uh, things that would pleasure you more <laughs> that's not what this episode's about no it's absolutely <laughs> not um no i and i was i was telling staff this morning like i feel very clear personally mm. like i feel very content i mean obviously we're in the the midst of the the boom when it comes to my business since it's seasonal mm. in the summer so things are doing well and things are running smoothly there are no there's nothing urgent i am i am working currently on the lasso sales page which has been it's looking pretty actually hot. It's, it's actually been a great time and i'll tell you why right. i i th- i think that i just i need a creative but challenging project all the time mm. i think the rap album that i did two years ago was one as an example of like i have a month 
I am going to create as much awesomeness as I can in a single month, but it's also challenging at the same time, but in my wheelhouse. Right. So I think those pieces combined, I just get into a zone. Like I, I, for the last two days, I forgot to do things. Like I forgot to drink water. I, I opened up a can of LaCroix stuck it on my desk and by the time I drank it it was flat and three hours later <laughs> I was like oh my god what an idiot and then like I didn't work out until like 9 p.m. last night because I was just damn and every time I wanted to like I went downstairs ate a snack came upstairs and like I just get into a friggin' zone it's awesome it's like that, that flow state is I, I need that all the I time I crave it I to be honest I think I chase it <sighs> me too it's like chasing the dragon mm. it's like a high anyway um, so yeah, cool. All right. I'm glad things are feeling less stressful. That's always, it's always a good thing, especially in business. In this episode, however, we are talking about rebooting our business operating system. So very much what you just talked about. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math. And Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right. We are talking about our business operating systems. What does that mean? Well, I've been really focused on setting up a clean process or, or setting up clean processes specifically mm -hmm. and systems for my business. Basically the idea of working on your business instead of in your business. But I don't want to spend too much time there because, you know, I find obviously I find the creative stuff more fun. And now I think I've convinced you to do the same, right? Yeah, I think like you kind of forget um that, that stuff's important. Or it's or it's maybe not as sexy as the next opportunity dopamine hit. It isn't, but it's like it like I I keep saying the words this the not sexy work. Mm. You know, like Oh, this is not sexy, but oh my God, when you do it, you don't even realize how much it actually frees you up with stress, but it's hard. That's a hard sell because it's not sexy in the beginning, but in the long term, you basically relieve yourself of like future stressors. But like right now I don't have, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like cutting business expenses. It's not sexy. You know what's sexy? No. Growing revenue. Cutting yes. expenses is almost the same thing as growing revenue. And yes. so it's like you just, can get more shit created in your business or you can just become more efficient and then you have more time to create more shit. Yeah, but here's the thing. So it's clearly not sexy. Mm. 
I don't I don't necessarily think you and or I read books about managing and cleaning up our business processes. No. Like I don't I'm not interested in it. I watch Marcus Lebonis. So yeah, that, that could be like a video course. Sure. <laughs> um but what about this trap of fixing it all yourself? Because I have I've always been this way. Well, it's, in order to have create the big to create the business that you did, I mean, you did it yourself, and so you kind of like uh, you just fall into that. You have like this false sense of history because I did it all myself, so obviously I'm the only one that could do it. I mean, that's hmm. kind of was my viewpoint, and I think when you pretty much said to me like Andrew, you are not special, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Because I think it, even though I didn't say that, I was maybe acting like that. You will work the hardest, mm. but you are not inherently special, especially when it comes to a lot of other things. I don't, that is a hard pill for an egomaniac like me to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I am, I, I, now I will admit I am not great at everything. And I, like when I, like I, I, I can tell you that like I, my ears are not the best, mm. meaning like, when it comes to mixing music, I really wish somebody else mixed my stuff. I am, I fucking, I've been doing it for so like 20 plus years and I still feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I know everything. I feel like I've learned it. I've read all mm. the books. I know like I've done it so many times. I just have bad ears, you know? I, I, I feel like I'm always like, I agree with you. Like I always say, yeah, I, I don't know I what bad ears. <laughs> well, yes, that. <laughs> I had a Q-tip stuck, you know, in. Whatever. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, you did. But uh, that's why whenever we're talking, I have one ear thing off because it gives me like a headache. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But uh, we, we did an episode on Listen to My Matters last week. We finished it. And I was like, that was no good. Like, we just got to do it again. We did yeah. it again. And, uh, you know, the first one was better as per <laughs> pretty much <laughs> everyone. Other yeah. yeah. Other people. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. Right. But there's like, look, you can be an expert in something. I'm the most you, medium at everything, you know. Yeah, jack of all trades, right? Yeah. <laughs> Master of none. You you bring up a good point. You bring up a good thought, which is. It's my job. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> that's why you're on the show. You bring up this idea that like you've done it yourself. You were the solopreneur this whole time. No one believed so like, it until it was a thing. Until now it everyone can thing. believe. Right, and now you're like somebody else comes in your house, and you're like, "No, nah, that's not how we do things." Or like, "That's ah, not." Yeah, it's like, was, take not your the way shoes off. That's not how yeah. we roll. That's not how we roll. Yeah, and yet I've I, this is the prime example that I always I give a lot on the show because it's like the only one of the only ones that I have, which is the a couple, but this is the one of the biggest eye openings for me. And we talked about this before we jumped on the recording, which was when I. There were, I was getting asked so many questions on Swim University, especially this time of year in you know the summertime, and I was answering these emails because I'm like, who the fuck else can answer questions about pool care? Like, who can do it? Nobody. I'm I mean, the, you're the only one. That- I'm the only. I'm the only special person in the world who has every answer to every pool question ever. And it's and it's interesting because I love going into a a room where someone's like, I have a hot tub. Here's my problems. And I'm like, boom, 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 do this, this, this. And I just know the answer off the top of my head. It's so easy. Yes, that is a superpower. It is great. But 
is unsustainable unless you're going to run a business where you're the sole proprietor and you're going to answer every single question and you make money per answer. That doesn't make any sense. So I remember like I, I couldn't get out of email. I couldn't get out of the customer service racket. And then Steph was like, oh, well, I would do it this way, blah, 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 blah. And like wrote this whole scope for me and put it in place. And turns out that like, you know, I may be an answer machine when it comes to swimming pools, but so is Google. And <laughs> it's very easy for someone else to Google something and and provide answers for other people. And while I may give a more thoughtful and deeper and funnier answer, that's ultimately doesn't matter. That's not what they're looking for. They want doesn't the, they just the want the fucking answer. Yeah. So it is it is it was an eye opener and like this like you said the stress relief it's like oh my god have has is there anything like that you've removed yourself out of and La- and thought i was going to say shit. last night i i watched tv with laura instead of like working well you know? you, pl- you do you play video i know you i know i know i, I guess it's like well i'm i'm yeah my, my question is is like has there been a task or something that you felt complete ownership in was able to let go of and things didn't change or actually got better for you that you can think of. Yeah. So, um, namely the, the one that like just happened, I want to say in the past like week or two was podcast research or perhaps just Mm. me strong arm owning everything. Um, yeah, you were pretty dead set on that. Yeah, and I, I was rather difficult to even wrestle it away from because I, I maybe am, am not as communicative. Like you're very communicative. Like you'll go on Twitter and like talk to people. Yeah. I tend to like just not. You're more reclusive. Yeah, and as a result, you know, I maybe am not conveying everything that needs to whatever. But so that was big. You know, mm-hmm. the first time that I kind of got out of emails, and I'm I'm maybe in them still. But yeah. not answering every listener question was like huge. Yeah. You remember, I used to write like essays oh, to everybody. You, well, that's, you're very long-winded mm. when it comes to texting and writing. When it, you are, you, you, yeah. And I am, I am very short because I hate writing. So it's, <laughs> I'm very like one sentence and then people are like, you're a dick. I'm like, no, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I forgot <laughs> to add an emoji at the end. I'm not a dick. I'm just short because I need, I don't, I hate typing. <laughs> and so stop. like when someone writes you an essay and you reply, okay, it should yeah. have been okay, eggplant emoji. <laughs> or I say like, thanks, thanks. You know, like when people like give me a lot of feedback on something at Money Lab, I will tend to just write thank you. <laughs> Which is like, and it's not because I don't have anything else to say. It's just that like, I have other emails to answer, but I want to acknowledge that you're, e- I read your email. I absolutely mm-hmm. read it. I don't know if I need to respond. Some emails spark a res- a response in me, but for the most part, they respond a sentence. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very, I've kind of adapted that because I need to process things quickly. And I'm also, I also hate typing. So if I can you process. You gave yourself permission to do that. I, I still need to give yeah. myself permission to reply quiet you know like with one sentence i feel like i didn't do them justice it's a, it's, yes i don't craft the sentence it is is my fr- is an it's an initial reaction and i move on 
And but I always I'm appreciative and I do read the emails. I don't like skim and then go thanks. I I I read, I absorb. I'm like cool. Sometimes I'll save the emails if they are good feedback. I'll save them in a sonar somewhere so that I can reference later. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I just want to, I want to be, I rather, I rather the response be fast than be slow and long. I rather mm-hmm. be fast and quick personally. I think people respect that too. Like they kick an email out and depending on the email, they're like waiting to, well, to like, hear. don't you hate that? Don't you hate when like, I you email somebody yeah. and it's like fucking two weeks and you're like, uh, asshole. You yeah. immediately are like, it's asshole. like, I forgot about it and I actually don't even care about the response yeah. anymore. Like my, See? I've moved on with my life. Yeah. I've. Maybe I have given myself permission or I've just, you know, realized I hate typing. And so it's just like, <laughs> but I've, I've kind of made a declaration, especially on Money Lab. I've made a declar- declaration to answer every email. How long I'll be able to sustain that for, I don't know. As long as I keep my email list clean, I'm sure I'll be good. I feel like but that like, is a Money Lab challenge in itself <laughs> to, to break Matt's back on, on email <laughs> answering. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm about to get a bunch of emails, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that experiment the, lasted one week Fail, <laughs> <laughs> and he's dead he's dead now um the problem is i think is knowing when to create a process because personally i always do things myself and create the process internally like in my mind and mm. i like i'll do it over and over and over again but then it's like at what point do you take that process Ooh. and write it down and then delegate or do something with it? So I, I find that like a super good uh, thing to think about because maybe, maybe it's a developer's thing where you, I tend to like automate things, issues yeah. before yeah. they are issues. Like in my list of things I had to do, and this was kicked forward for months, and I actually didn't do it. And often I wind up doing these things was... Um, create a developer onboarding process. I had this like mm. on my list in like January. Yeah. You know, it would have been effective for one developer <laughs> in the past right. whatever months. And so but that may not be, you're, you're, so you're saying that that's maybe not the best use of your time because it's not something that it wasn't the right time for that. Like I'll, I'll spring towards the easy ones or the things I care about, or I'm like, I'll avoid this problem. But the mm. things that are problems that are ugly, I like, I'm afraid to wade my toes into, and Why? so I leave them because it Why? sucks. It's, <laughs> I, I feel like it's just it's very hard. But do you? Can you? Could you create a challenge? I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm the challenge guy, mm. right? <laughs> but, but could you create like, look, today, the Thursday, whatever day it is, I don't even know. I'm going to solve this problem. Mm. Like, I'm just going to solve this problem today. Could you could you like mentally fucking put yourself in that position to do that? So I used to be ruthless with that, and I think it was because mm. I had a job and I I had like because no I can see you doing it with programming. Like, there's a bug. I am gonna solve that bug today. Like, it's gonna it's, I'm gonna squash it. As like I've had more time, kind of my work has expanded to fill that time, and always does, and and more things have happened, and so I've just become like very undisciplined. Where before I had evenings weekends and commute time to like build a business and i was like a ruthless beast at every moment and now i'm just like oh okay so i you're saying that yeah now that you have all the time you will the work expands so it literally takes me all the time to complete 
maybe that oh man you know what i didn't even think of that because that is interesting like we talked about show prep for listen money matters and i kind of explained how like all day on wednesday i'll do it and i may even only complete one episode because i will literally spend like we did like a thing on gold day and I'll spend eight, nine, ten hours just mm. learning everything possible ever that's ever been written on this one thing. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm just. And then I and then I go on the episode. I'm like, "Where's Fort Knox?" You're like, "I don't." Know. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one <laughs> question that I didn't. Yeah. I don't know Fort Knox, Idaho. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so you didn't do your research, you know? But I. That is interesting. I think that. Man, how do you battle that? How do you battle the time? It well, I mean, not I don't think everybody has all the time in the world. You you certainly have a lot of it right now, mm. but that will change. So, and knowing that it's changing is Just uniquely helping. motivating to kind of fix it. Do you have you thought about the the I've thought about doing this and I'm not and I and I kind of do this now. Um, but I don't um I don't know if I practice it all the time, but I, I guess I allow myself the flexibility of it, which is I don't work weekends, mm. right? Now I say that, and I've certainly worked Monday or Saturday, Sunday straight through like a normal work day. But I've ch- it was my choice to do that because I had nothing else going on, mm. so I was just like, oh, I you know I, I kind of want to work this weekend. Uh, I do the same thing with working out, like I. You know, working out is not my favorite. I I I have to do it. It's like brushing your teeth. But like right now, give me Saturday and Sunday off. Like just yeah. like, but that means I I am absolutely diligent in getting it done Monday through Friday for at least forty minutes. So it's like I've I've sort of like look, hey, look, you have forty you have forty minutes a day. That's all we're asking for you, but for only five days, and then you can have the weekend off. And it actually feels like school. It's like the weekends are so much better when you don't have to do something. I, I haven't felt that for a while. I think like, do you remember, you remember that you remember working and be like, fuck Friday. Yes. Yeah. Then Saturday and Sunday, like you're off. Like you don't have to do shit. Like if we have something going on and, and often the thing going on is m- not necessarily what I want to do, but yeah. if we have like a thing planned, like it's awesome. You know, I'm not yeah. working and I'm like off, but, uh, I, I, I kind of, I think it, I, I think it becomes hard when the thing that you do for a living is what you choose to do as a hobby. And so like, it's certainly like homebrewing for me as a, as an additional hobby with no financial ties whatsoever has certainly been like, well, I, I need an entire day to do that. I know so. that I desperately need something like that. Could, I mean, it's not, and it's obviously not like hanging out with like family. Like that's not, we do that. I mean, that's just like an obligation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, it's like, you know, I, I, this is maybe telling or awful or awesome. I don't know, but I kind of build in one day of hangover like into <laughs> my week. Like I, I don't really drink during the week, mm. um, which may surprise people, but like, I don't. I, I I my I had a beer today because we did Listen Money Matters, and I haven't had one since uh, Saturday. Um, even though I have a kegerator in my house, but <laughs> it's and it's not that hard because it's my beer, and you know I'm judgmental of it. But 
I think like I kind of build in that day like, oh, there's going to be one day this week. I don't know which day because I don't know which day I'm going to decide to have a ton of fun that I'm basically like not going to be able to work or or I, you know, because there's there's been hangover days where I've like been good enough to work and I will work because that actually is helpful for me because it's like I'm just sitting at a computer. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, it's not like you're like jumping around or. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you think that maybe building in some sort of artificial constraint to your week i mean i i mean i always agree that the constraints work but do you think that that would force you to be like hey i don't work saturday and sunday but then you're like what the fuck else am i going to do the thing is is that you can choose to work those days but you don't bank on working those days you know i i deeply need that and maybe i haven't found the way that like works because i'm not gonna like trick myself i i know when i'm tricking myself but yeah like two whatever years ago when i was quitting my job like one of the things like i'm going to work out all the time i'm just going to be a Mm. healthy human because i can i did this in like 15 hours a week and now i have unlimited hours so i can expand it to 30 and you know sure and what happened is i let it expand to like 80 (laughs) and then i don't work out and i don't move you know (laughs) well but isn't that just a sign of like I don't like doing that thing, yeah. so therefore I'm not. Because maybe it's a sign if, of selfishness or something, or well, if in the, a weird it, way. The, like, like, let's say the opposite is true. Let's say if it was your job to work out, and so like you were off. I'll be from, you ripped have, if it was if if people you, were fuck you no, judging you me. Oh, no, I, no, 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 I, no, no, I don't mean when that. people are looking. Yeah. All right. Fine. But let's say. See, I I don't think I'd be that way. I think like you say that the time fills or like the free time that that space gets filled. Mm. I think that expands. Yeah. I think that only happens when you actually like the thing that you do. Otherwise, I would agree. You know, like totally agree. If I'm like, Oh, I have, I have eight hours every single day of my life to work out. I will find a way to only make an hour work out and be like oh i know i was able to do it in one hour yeah yeah oh no i'm good i'm good now like i'm gonna go watch tv and eat some popcorn like that's just like i'm not gonna do it but if it's work absolutely because i love it or if it's homebrewing i'm like i will find a way to brew beer every single day like i will find a way to like brew beer into the wee hours of the night so you're saying like part of your process is to block out you know an hour or i think or the I think, day yeah, I think you have to, mm. especially when you have all the free time, you know, like I always, you know, I think about the people with multiple kids or even one kid where they, where they talk about, they wake up at like five in the morning to get things done before the kids wake up. And that always seemed re- insane to me. I'm like, well, just, just shut your door, <laughs> you know, like, just, what, what do you mean? Like you have to wait before they get up. And I guess I'm not, a, obviously I'm not a parent, so that uh, this very telling of the, of the way that I think there, but I'm just like, that is a constraint. And so like, if you only have two hours to get something done, mm. like it's like that, it's like when you work all week and you kind of fuck off and then, you know, Friday rolls around and you're like, shit, I got to get this done before the weekend. And it's you totally end up doing yeah, miraculous things, which is like kind of what money lab is. Ba- I think starting money lab was like, it's based on that idea. And so when it comes to creating a process, could you treat that the same way and not just be like, yes, I can te- technically do all this work. I can technically answer a bunch of emails once a week 
Or should I spend that one day answering emails, creating a process so therefore I never have to answer emails again, mm. right? And it is the, it's sort of the workout day. It's like, I have all day to exercise, but I'm only going to do one hour because this <laughs> sucks. And it's like, I think that's what, the way you have to treat it is. And like the it is, eat the toad first type deal. What's that? So I think that the whole thing with the eating the toad first is doing the hardest or it's like doing the shittiest thing first because each day or when? Yeah, like every day, like do the thing that you hate the most first, because if all I had to do was work out and this is like emblematic of all my types of work, I'm not going to do it to mm -hmm. start the day. And I but mm -hmm. I will think about how I am not doing it all day. <laughs> right, right. And then at like 10 p.m. at night, I'll do it and it's already too late. And everyone's pissed mm -hmm. at me because I'm doing it then. I, I don't really follow that. I kind of I think it's because I've sort of found joy in the in the processing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is something that is teachable because I will say that I am not inherently an organized person. I'm not. My dad used to my dad will attest if he's listening right now that I was never that way. And somehow I am almost weirdly. OCD that way now we're like I have to think things have to be crazy simple I have one word folder names across my entire like I know system you're, you're pretty crazy with your folder names and I think it's mostly like I've hacked into a design like I've I've found a different quadrant of what I enjoy and and figured out a way to like match those two up if that makes sense mm. like um when I, no, watch, I totally get it. You're like obsessed about perhaps not working when you don't have to or being efficient and maybe yeah. not all that different of a way where I'm like obsessed about like money optimization things. It's just like a type of optimization. Yeah. So I'm op I love optimizing design, mm. right? I love when things design wise look very clean. And so I just applied that creative side to my brain to the more like organizational side of my brain, which sucked, but it's like, oh, if I can make my Google Drive look good, quote unquote, then I am technically organizing, but also designing at the same time, mm -hmm. technically designing and not really organizing. If like, if it's, I'm creating a, I have to write a fucking SOPS, a standard operating procedure in Google Drive. Fucking kill me. I'm just, <laughs> like, just kill me. Yeah. But if I bold words and add, red and yellow and green <laughs> and whatever like, like colors like now it's design it's a different i'm using a different part of my brain to create something that's necessary but i've changed it so like i'm never gonna write a book ever and yet i think about writing a book book all the time because really? yeah because what if i wrote it in reverse so what if i didn't write it and instead designed it and i was mm. designing a book not writing a book you would do. You would create a great book, but maybe not the best use of of math. my time. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like I've just taken a different part of myself. Like you love optimizing for money, mm. and will perhaps spend an incredible amount of time in spreadsheets. And maybe that is just your bag, baby. You know, like yeah. maybe that's just what you do. So how do you take that obsession that in that creative side of you and apply it to something that you consider mundane? So maybe it's maybe not if creating all my SOPs are in spreadsheets and spreadsheets. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it has to. It has to be that way. Mm. I'm just saying. There's. I think there might be a way to hack that. I think you're right. I think uh, to be you know 
and it's kind of like stupid, but Google <gasps> Docs is the worst, huh? Tell me. I think I might have figured it out. What? I think, all right, for you, I think numbers. Mm. I think if you relate everything to numbers, you solve problems. So, for example, let's take the email issue of the one that I solved with, with, with Steph. Right. I would have never created that Google Doc because it's boring and it's words, and I hate it. Um, but what if you went into your spreadsheet, you went into a to your email and created a spreadsheet where you're like, I'm answering 34.9% of emails that are coming in. And <laughs> I want to get that number down to 247 mm. And so would you, at that point, you're trying to lower a number, would you take the necessary actions to continually decrease that number? I think, and especially if it was like quantified for the amount of time. Like that a, I'm if spending. you had a fucking graph in in Google Sheets where like you saw it, you actually could see it go down. That, I mean, that, that, that's like literally that porn might, to me. Every yes. morning I start my day with graphs, AHRFs, Google Analytics, like money shit. It's it's kind so of so what sick. if you turned your entire business process into a graph spreadsheet mm. that you ultimately want it to look like you wanted those numbers to change so you would actually do it because you're it's tricking your brain into thinking that you're actually doing graph work when really you're doing process work god if there, yeah if there was a way for me to kind of optimize my time with a graph of numbers i mean i would i would kill it i think you can do that with a spreadsheet mm. like what if i tasked you with like all you have to do right now is create a spreadsheet to figure out how much time you are putting into answering quote unquote emails across the board, personal and business. Like, would that be a fun project for you to sit down and craft a spreadsheet oh, on? Yeah, just for that, sure. Just I, that. I mean, I would definitely do that because I would actually just be interested in what the amount. And then after that, would it be interesting to, to like improve that chart to improve, well, improve? That I mean, business? my mind immediately leaps to, you know, well, what are we making per month per what, what am i blah 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 basically break it down to per hour and then how much money am i losing <laughs> yeah by answering emails like yeah. dude I, I mean that might be the hack for you mm. like that wouldn't be for me but it would definitely be for you like mine would be like how do you design a cool looking you know sop procedure and organize it it's for you i think it's numbers based i i, I think that, i think that would be it all right i'm going to i'm going to try it um, I'm going to say like, or it doesn't even have to be that specific problem. It could be any problem, but like try to put a number to it. Try to put it like a, I use rescue time and all this shit. So actually the information is there. I just is there, need yeah. to pull it out and yeah. Cause you love data. It's just like, how do you use that data in to motivate you to change something else? Mm. What do you think? Like, I mean, do you think at some point, that your business, let and let's just say, listen, money matters. Let's just say, like that specific um, wing or arm of your business, uh, uh, the publishing arm, right? Do you think that that could ever be completely hands off, where you could? That it, is my. It, do you think it's possible? Yeah. So I definitely think it's possible. I've kind of almost pulled it onto my plate so that I can get there. 
I, I'll need to check in with people. You know, people need to be scratched and whatever. But uh, that is the actual business that we're in. That, yeah, I, I could see that as like the most important piece. Absolutely. How would you do that? How would you? How do? You, how are you planning on doing that? Um. So what I'm doing now, and basically, like we had talked. And we'd mm-hmm. kind of come up with like tasks and things mm-hmm. and I broke them up and I'm assigning them <laughs> to, to people to complete because I'm like, right. why should I write an editorial guide? Yeah. I don't even write anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, someone else is going to do that. And basically mm-hmm. my people take your courses. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Well, no, thank you. Thank you. Because, or thank me. No, thank you. Yes. Because it saves me time. Okay. So I guess my other, my, my question there though, is a little bit deeper, which is like, I, it's, I know you can be a manager. Mm -hmm. Like I know we can all be managers. Can you completely remove yourself from the day to day, possibly month to month, possibly year to year operations of listen, money matters. That would be insane. Awesome. I would jump at the opportunity. My biggest fear is mm. that what happens when I'm not looking? What do you like? Give me an example of like, uh, what's a, what's a fear? Like, of, like what would happen? Quality slips. People stop doing things. But doesn't that just mean you didn't put the right people in place to quality for quality control like why are you why is the why does the buck have to stop with you when it comes to quality control so you know you could absolutely be right i only know like everything in reference to like my brain and and how i am and i Mm -hmm. know that if no one was looking i would stop doing and so this is like well because i used to have a job you did that exactly that's how i am so if i was at work and no one checked in to make sure I was working. <laughs> Guess who is never working? Right. But and I could do awesome that that, things, but I prefer to do nothing. Yes, but that person does not have to be you. Mm. Right? You yeah. don't have to be the one checking in on the employee. Right. It doesn't. So like, yeah. So like I, my boss, when I worked at um, the, this pool company, the buck stopped with him. He was the only person that I ever answered to. And yet... When he decided to go and fix uh, the heater in the warehouse for an entire week because he didn't want to pay somebody to do it, this is the fucking owner of the company. Mm. Guess what I did that week? Nothing. Yes. Solitaire all day, baby. <laughs> like, I had no accountability. There was nobody wanting anything from me. I was not delegated anything. The problem was is that he was so scattered and so, like, all over the place. That he was actually the worst person for the job of making sure people got shit done. That that's literally what is true. Yeah. In in my current business. Yes. So what if And all the people are great, but I'm the worst one to make squeeze the greatness out. Now here's the other part of that. I could teach the, them, but yes, but the reason, like I wasn't an entrepreneur then. I was working for him and I had no quotas. I was just a marketing guy. And if and if he didn't give me directive, I didn't have anything to do, right? There was no like, I have to finish this this week. I My job is to do X amount of things every week and that's it. And if I don't do those things, I am let go. Hmm. It's that simple. Um, 
And if the quality slips, you know, whatever, like it's some, there's no one, there was nobody above him or nobody below him to kind of keep me as a, ta- like as, as a taskmaster. And I didn't have anything to do. Like it was, it was just kind of like whatever he thought, like you do. Right. Which is, which is what we tend to do. Right. It's like you have the developers right now working with Lasso. And it's like, unless you're there to tell them what to do, they don't know what to do. Right. You don't have an entire plan laid out start to finish and somebody below you to kind of like keep them on like, oh, look, this Mm. is the plan. Fucking execute the plan or don't execute the plan. And if you don't, you're gone. It's that simple. Whereas like with Swim University, we have a plan for the entire year plus. I don't even have to worry if things are getting done or of high quality because the person who's in charge of the high qualityness has actually more, she has better like standards than I do. Cause I'd be like, Oh, that's great. She's like, no, it's not. I can make it better. I'm like, okay, but that's, I've empowered. I think, I think I've empowered her to kind of be her own boss mm. an entrepreneur, which I think that is the difference between hiring just like a person who just does the job versus a person who is in, invested in the success of that company. I do want to say, because we, we had talked about when you onboarded people and how there was there's maybe like this beginning, I want to say like three-month period where you're kind of like on the ropes if it's going to yeah. even work. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm, I'm rather optimistic in general, but perhaps always assume the worst you know, and so yeah, getting through that period where like, you know, I love you, you're great, whatever. And then this thing happens and I'm like, it's done. I yep. just need to close it out. <laughs> We're going to move on. And, yeah. you know, I, I really. I feel like that is an East Coast thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I, I certainly had the same thing. My mother, I think. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say finds the worst, but she's always expecting the worst, mm. right? It's like temper your expect. And I just did it earlier today. It's like temper your expectations. Yeah. Like shit doesn't always work out the way you think. And I, I think that's a good thing to have. But at the same time, like if you don't let people impress you, you don't let people show you what they're capable yeah. of. And you just keep, and like, I think micromanagers do that. Like my, the boss that like fixed the heater, the story I just told micro managed the shit out of me would just hover over me all the time. Like he, and that was just, wasn't just me, everybody like down to like the employees at each individual store that he managed, like that he was in charge of like everybody. And they, and he was feared and it's like, how Mm. can you possibly like give a shit about the company? He doesn't do anything then besides be a micromanager. Like he's not productive. You know what? He is productive when he's at that location. He's like, I'm going to go shovel the driveway. I'm going to go like he does all these little fucking minor tasks that like, hey, if you just gave somebody the responsibility mm. of of making sure the store looked great, like we want you to have a great store and we're going to not even you don't have to, have to reward them for it. Like you don't even have to do a monetary reward, like just give them ownership of their own place. And I think like he just never let the managers of each store own their own success mm. and or told them how much they were making or any of those things. And I think if you do that, if you share the success of your business with the people who are ultimately responsible for it, then they're going to feel ownership in it. And therefore like 
want to do better and hire good people. And I, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to maybe quantify, but I think that there is something to it. But, you know, it, it, it's easier said than done, I guess. Yeah. But I think... It, I, I mean, I absolutely believe it's possible for a company like Swim University to be completely automated and I am completely removed from it. And it's just a matter of putting somebody in charge who has the same level of ownership that I do in that particular realm. And if they feel ownership and they're being paid for that ownership and they are responsible and that's, you know, you're finding good people, but I think people are inherently like that. They want that. I would agree. Like, I don't think that people steal because they're just people who steal. It's like they're put in a life situation where, you know, yeah. it's a necessity. And so I think yeah. people will rise to the occasion. Yeah. If you let them. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much all I have. I think Do you have anything else that you want to talk about or uh no i mean just that i'm gonna keep making you help me fix my <laughs> shit <laughs> and vice versa it's a, you know what i mean like i it feels so good the stuff that we're doing now yeah it, it's um i mean i feel like 10 years of <laughs> like fucking up mm. and then learning from those mistakes and going and then also being honest with yourself like you know what <laughs> i don't want to work this harder i don't want yeah, like this is fun. I love it, but I want to do like it's almost like pinpointing the thing that you really want to do in your business and then doing that and allowing yourself to expand into that which may be killing your darlings, like killing some of the other things that don't, you know, that don't need to get done right now. Mm. You know, or or you know and or as a way to kill them is basically go and like spend a day process the shit out of it. And go, okay, like I'm done with that. Like I'm I've I put a robot in place to fix that problem. And so now, like I'm gonna keep putting like as a programmer, this might also be an interesting way to look at it is like I'm like this this problem keeps happening and yet I keep having to fix this manually. How do I fix this automatically? Mm. And as soon as you put that in place, and then realizing, like, hey, I keep fixing this thing, and you ask, do I even need to fix that thing? Yeah. Let's just delete it or let's just get rid of it, which is that's more liberating when you're like, you know, I keep having a problem with Pinterest and we just can't get anything like fucking delete it. Yeah. I keep having a problem with selling sponsorships. People don't understand it. Delete it like and and replace it with something that actually is working or that, you know, that it's that 80 20 principle of like focus on the 20 percent rather than like all of the 80 percent kill that shit. And really hone in on that 20% and level that up. And then you'll find a whole new 80% to cut and then level up that next 20%. I think it makes sense. I really need to look at it. I'll automate anything that's technical, but if it involves me, I almost like, like, I can't, obviously. (laughs) Right. But you can. Hmm. It's just a different way to engineer something. It's not with a, with, and maybe it is, and you, maybe you could engineer it with code. Maybe you can have like maybe you can create a chat bot that automatically <laughs> that answers all emails. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank J. Paul Hendricks for sending in my new middle name this week. Massively Mike Droppy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, I want to thank Andrew. I'm Andrew for joining me yes. on this and this episode of Money Lab. Thank you, man. For sure. Uh, sure. head over to Money Lab. Co to read more about our business experiments and challenges. The one we're running right now is about how we're trying to earn 
$15,000 monthly recurring revenue on our plugin Lasso, which is coming out on June 1st, 2019. We're still, we're, we're sticking to that. Yeah, damn right. I All mean, right. and yeah. after we beat it in one month, we're going to really have to figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> a good problem to have. A good problem to have. Uh, email me, matt at moneylab.co, with topics you'd like us to discuss on future episodes of this show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like this show, if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, leave a review. And speaking of reviews, I want to read a review from a Let's Be Lopez. Mm. And they write, one of the best business podcasts to listen to. I I started getting tired of the routine business podcast where they just interview some dude and ask the same questions over and over <laughs> shall again. Shall not be named. Shall not be <laughs> named. Who could that possibly fucking be? Uh, so this show changes it up and gets out of the generalities and into more details and nuance. Thank you. That's what we were exactly what we were trying to do. Yeah. Talk about the real nuanced parts of running an online business. We're, we're in the weeds. All the time. Before we were yeah. recording two episodes, we were basically <laughs> yeah. doing this. <laughs> this show is basically <laughs> the just our what we already talk about, just written out in a Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 re and reiterated. Um and a lot, yeah, and a lot of the episode topics from our actual conversations end up in episodes. Like that's where it all comes from. Either I have a conversation with Steph. I have a conversation with you and then tell Steph or, or, or vice versa. And then it becomes an episode, but we could absolutely look for more topics. Um, just sending in an email, Matt at moneylab.co. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Please tell your friends about this show.